got. Think about if you came at the womb and you had to pay for your name or the ability to breathe. That's crazy. Because it'd be a lot of dead people. You can't be late on oxygen. Like, you can't get an extension on oxygen. Like, man, if they if they were trying to depopulate the planet, that's the way you do it. You know, forget forget gas, forget electricity, start charging for air. I guarantee you the credit rates will go up tremendously because people, that's the one thing you need to live. One of the most important things you need to live. You know, if you treat your life like you treat your necessity to for breathing, I guarantee you that things would change. Screen time would drop uh, immensely. Like, it would be posted about, you know, like places like Facebook and, and um, Twitter and all that, thinking that, you know, uh, did, it, did an apocalypse happen? It, it, there's not as much activity on these social media sites. Like, what's going on? What are people doing? Oh, they're living life. They're actually living life. You know, one of one of my one of my quotes um, that I, I hold near and dear to my heart is: "Stop letting life get in the way of living." And people don't even realize they do that. Like, think about it. When you when you tell yourself, "Oh man, I gotta I gotta go on vacation. I really want to go to Hawaii. I've never been. I really want to go to Aspen. You know, I really want to go see the uh, the pyramids in Egypt." Like, and you keep putting that off because of finances, right? Or you don't want to go by yourself, so you're relying on other people. You can't do that. Now you're neglecting yourself because of obscure reasons. Life, life ain't going to stop moving because you're not ready yet. Or you think you're not ready yet. Or someone else is, is holding you back. There are all types of pays you go vacation. You know, put that deposit down. Make that trip. Get on that plane by yourself or whatever. You know, if you want to go see Fantasia live, buy that ticket. You might have to fly out to another city. Go see that girl sing. If you want to have a family, don't wait for the perfect moment. There is no perfect moment. That's like saying um, you got to wait for a certain age or time to be a parent. Like, there is no perfect time. There is no guidebook for your child because every child is unique. Every every life is different. You know what I'm saying? There, there are a lot of similarities when it comes to parenthood. Before you being a parent, oh man, that's a journey you got to walk on your own. So, you know, don't make that excuse because life is going to keep on going regardless. That's like if you if you went to jail or you was in a coma for five years, right? Did you think when you went to sleep, it was going to pause? You know, you got to let's say you had a lady with a high sex drive. I don't think, honestly, depending on how strongly your feelings was, I don't think she was going to wait for you, you know, or vice versa. 
And that's just one example. These are things that you have to realize. Are you actually paying attention to those wants and needs of life? Or are you just existing? <laughs> like, honestly, paying the bills, keeping your car maintained, um, you know, visiting family and stuff like that. Is that you living your best life or is that you existing? <clears throat> Do you have cravings? Do you have urns, like yearns? Do you have wants that you you whisper to yourself or you sit there and daydream, uh, daydream about? That's a, that's a good question. A question you should be asking yourself. Because there's some people that's out here that's living their life and it makes envious people shut them out or demean or leave mean comments and stuff like that. Like, you don't have to be that bitter. You could do the same thing. It's not my fault that you didn't recognize or you're not brave enough to take that step. Because I'll take that with a smile on my face. But if we was in person, it might be different. You you might be getting up off the ground or trying to figure out why the right side of your face is so hot. I don't know. I'm trying to tone down my violence. But the point I'm trying to make is that you don't have to live that way. You don't have to keep that in your chest. You don't have to keep holding that. There are so many other options that go unexplored or unentertained that people don't even realize that they that they're missing out on. Like, come on, honestly, I'm I'm pretty sure it's some people that you know that hear that or that have seen that witness exactly what I'm talking about. Like, <clears throat> I got. I used to have people in my life, mostly females, right, that would call me and complain to me about the same person or the same situation uh, at least five or six times a year, right? And I would give my honest and open advice about, you know, how they should handle the situation and what they should do different, you know, just to give it a try so they don't, you know, keep feeling like, you know, they're suffering or they in an internal loop, right? And I noticed that they would come to me about that same person months later about a similar or the same situation. And I got tired of it. I'm like, I'm not a therapist. So what I started doing is I started charging them $5 every time they called me with this shit. Like, run me my cash up. If you want to repeat yourself to me while I have you on mute, that's fine. You know, I'll, I'll tap in and, and, you know, say, yeah, that's crazy every now and then or whatever. But I'm going to charge you for my time because you obviously are either blinded to what I'm trying to say or you fit that criteria of common sense not being common. Like, <clears throat> if you're in a relationship with a person and they're consistently putting you down or... Um, making little digs at you, or let's say they're putting their hands on you, and then they'll blame you for it. But then you're telling me that, you know, they just get like that sometime, or um, they they got a bad temper and they don't really mean it. That means that you're defending your abuser, and that's not good. 
the fact that you think that way and the fact that you allow them to think that way. And I'm not for that. I do not support that. Like, I've had friends and I've had family who've had their significant others try to put their hands on them. A lot of them ended up in the hospital because of that. And I'm not saying I was the person that did that, but I'm saying, but that's what you get. There, there will be none of that in this camp. There is no mercy in this dojo when it comes to people being disrespectful or, or violent, you know, towards my loved ones. And I would hope that you would think the same way about yours and yourself. And I'm not for that. Like, that's why I push for people to have these conversations and like really think about it. Like, it gets to a point nowadays where I have to break things down to a kindergarten level when it comes to explanations. Like, do you see why this is wrong or why you shouldn't be doing this? Like, <clears throat> think about, like, I come across people all the time who who had an abusive uh, ex, right? And they died. And somehow that person means as much as them in death as they did in life. And they hold on to that memory. And I never understood how someone could be loyal to a person in death when they weren't loyal to you when they were alive. It baffles my mind how people get that way. And I don't understand it. It's, it's, it's crazy how people get that way. And it happens. It happens. I, I've had plenty of conversation and experience with like women who who've had guys who who's put on that mask real well for years. And I understand for women, like once emotions get involved, it's hard for them to just walk away or let certain things go. I understand that. Right. But when it's obvious that aside from the emotion, right, when it comes to logic, because I know when it comes to women, um, emotions trumps logics by like tenfold, right? But when more than one person around you that actually cares about you points out the same thing, shouldn't that mean something to you? Like it, it this isn't like a, a, a epic love story, you know, that, that had a rough patch and then got better. Like, it's reality. Like, these things could go so left. There's so many sad stories that I've come across or I've had in my life where, you know, young people or, or people have lost their lives due to um, a specific kind of relationship or something that went left. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, care about yourself. And by care about yourself, I mean, do what's right for for you and not what your your emotions are telling you because emotions will get you killed like i, I sound like a movie uh, a character in the movie right now but you know in that sense emotions will get you killed hurt what if you got kids with that person you know what i'm saying is that going to trickle down to your to your little ones cuz i'm pretty sure nobody wants that i know i wouldn't I wouldn't even allow it, you know, <clears throat> there should be a standard for like dating, right? 
that people have to qualify for. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, financially or anything like that, but like certain conversations are things that need to be had. In my honest opinion, there should be a standard that <clears throat> that people, you know, like a checklist or whatever of conversation and mindsets or whatever, like that people should abide by and follow and should make that like universally understood before you decide to go any further or enter into, you know, what people can, will consider to be a relationship because that'll weed out a lot of stuff. It's almost like, a, um, almost like an IQ test or standards test for relationships. Like if psychologists would start wasting time on like, <clears throat> You know, trying to figure out, uh, you know, stuff that don't matter or scientists and shit like that and come up with something useful that could prevent, you know, songs like like FNF from being created. Think about it. There, there are more women talking about how. Um, how how piss filled the dating pool is than anything. And then you have the guys who are combating it with the same thing could be said about women. And that's true. But having a conversation about it and doing something about it is two different things. What, which, which one of the columns do you feel? Do you add to the conversation? Do you comment and, and laugh and snicker, sip tea and eat popcorn? Or are you actually doing something about it? Are you contributing? And by contributing, I mean helping to get to the problem instead of keep continuously talking about the problem. I thought I thought they said talk talk about it, uh, don't be about it, don't talk about it, be about it. Isn't that the, the old saying? Like <clears throat> you can you can create this platform, and you know talk about how, you know. Dudes don't know what they're doing in the bedroom or um, black men are, you know, serial cheaters or whatever, whatever rhetoric you want to push. Right. Or whatever subject you want to highlight. That's fine. And sometimes it's good to have those conversations because a lot of people don't hear them or they're unaware that people even, you know, feel the same way you do. That's cool. But after you have those conversations, what are you doing about those problems? That's like, that's like putting out a math problem and never finding the answer, but coming up with possible solutions and never going back to that math problem. Like it still exists and that problem still exists. So why just, why just bring it up to never actually work on it? And whether you want to call it ego or whatever, a lot of people just like to be heard. And they don't stand by, you know, what that actual platform is for. Now, I'm not here trying to tell somebody what to use their, their platform for or anything like that. But you got to think about what you're doing. Let's say you're looking for a podcast and you want to hear 
you know, a conversation about a certain thing like um, infrastructures, right? And people are pushing their, you know, their rhetoric or, you know, their facts or based on whatever study about it, right? And that conversation. <clears throat> and let's say for some reason, this is your only source of information. A lot of people take that and run with it. Like, <clears throat> with, with, uh, like how people were up in arms about Kevin Samuels when he became like super popular, right? Only thing people heard was like highlighted clips or certain tangents, right? But if, if you listen to somebody like that, who has a, a voice, a powerful one at that, and you push all the BS to the side and you just extract the facts, I think it'll make a world of difference. And I don't mean take it as gospel. I mean, do your own research. If someone's put spitting out a, a, a statistic, right? And they're saying, you know, based on this, blah, 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 blah you can look it up yourself. And you actually do that, that's one thing. But to just take it and run with it, that just shows me that you you don't have a mindset of your own. You know, hear ye, hear ye. Kevin Kevin Samuel says that, you know, all women between this age and this age should have this and be looking like this and all this. And that's fine if that's the way you want to think. But you only have one direction mind, a single-minded way of um viewing things and you just pushing that narrative like don't be a drone there is no reason you should have a drone mentality you know especially when you give you were given like independent free will i mean i blame a lot of the educators right i just like when um a lot of kids i knew who were um described as having adhd right some of them yeah, they fit that criteria. But other ones, they just were like hyper. They were the type of person that will, you know, who needs to be like a track runner, right? They got the energy to do that. Like they had it since they were a, a kid. But they keep being told to sit down. Now you pushing, you pushing away my greatness of what I can do. Like you're breaking the spirit of that. Because, you know, you didn't take your job seriously or <clears throat> really you're in the wrong position <clears throat> to be, uh, you know, molding the shapes of young minds and things like that. Like it takes a special type of person to be an educator or a teacher, whatever you want to call it. Right. Because that's more than just, you know, um, reading the curriculum and things like that. Like you become like a pseudo parent. But this is it's literally that word educator. Like you educating a person about themselves along with a curriculum. Those two go hand in hand. So it's a lot of things in society that contribute to, you know, the mishaps of um, human beings, really, because we're not perfect. I know I'm not. Look how many times I've stumbled since I've been talking. You know, that just goes along with the whole thing about my brain working faster than my mouth can move, you know, but whatever. 
I just don't think that everyone even realizes that it's possible, let alone, <clears throat> let alone that, you know, it's, it's, it's so many options out here for life and it's so many things that people could, could be doing with themselves and, you know, it's, it's just so many different ways and different outlooks that people never even consider. And I, I'm an advocate for opening people's eyes to seeing that. <clears throat> I'm not a person that's going to tell you I have all the answers, but I can give you my perspective. Whether my perspective is the same as yours or different as yours, you know, I don't know unless we have that conversation or, you know, you let me know. But I can say that it's going to be open and honest. I can say that without that, we'll never have, you know, things as great as like the movies that we, we love to watch, you know, the things that we overlook daily. Like, think about, think about those concepts. Think about your favorite movie, right? Your favorite movie. <clears throat> think about what happened to me, what had to be implemented to make that movie happen. And I'm just talking about production and directors and things like that. Like the, the creator and the writer of that movie had to have that spark. And then they had to actually have the motivation to put the thought to pen, to pen the paper or type it up or whatever, or whatever. Right. And then put it out there for someone else to read. And then, you know, they do their whole Hollywood slash movie editing, you know, genius. And then they find it, the characters to fill the roles in that story. And then, you know, through sheer luck and timing and, and a little bit of money management and a lot of hard work, sweat and tears, they make that thing. And somehow it comes across, you know your screen or into your into your vision or into your perception of life and you just like wow I'm going to check that out and then you see it and now it's your favorite movie like think about all those moving parts that led up to that that wasn't somebody who followed the norm that wasn't somebody who said let me do this this that and the third someone said Hey, man, what do you think about this? I think this would be interesting. This hasn't been done before. Or oh, I had this dream last night about a time-traveling DeLorean, right? Like, think about that. Certain people have that, that light in them, and they don't even realize it's there because of other people who have been misguided or think, that this is what life is. So always consider that. Always consider that when you when you when you look at the full walls, you know what I'm saying? When you wake up and you get out your bed and you look at the four walls, the same four walls that you look up that you saw before you went to bed. Did I do that? Has my light been snuffed out? Is this what makes you smile? 
That's the question. But I appreciate y'all listening to me. Um, I'm going to hop off here. And um, I'll probably hop on later on. And I just want to thank everyone who's been on here, you know, listening to me run my mouth. And just say thank you. I appreciate it. You know, um, like I said earlier, this is my first day on this app. And kind of felt, no, I ain't going to say it kind of felt good. It felt good to, you know, say these things out loud and, you know, have someone receive them. And, you know, I hope you take something from it. If it's something you haven't heard before, and I hope you, you know, pass that message to the next person. And, you know, hopefully we keep that train going and start making changes to our life. Because without that, who knows, you know, let's, uh, let's show somebody that, you know, common decency has not disappeared. Let's show somebody that common decency still exists. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's be the difference we want to make in the world. Like, honestly, sometimes it starts with just a conversation, you know, and we'll see what happens next. But yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm gonna like this app, but I'm gonna get off of here. Everybody take care.